Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30 nerdy podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready to nerd out with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I am Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the fortress of nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the nerd Polian Bronaparte of Morristown, the Mac. And always joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself, Dr. Davis. Fitting. That's what I have to say about that. Very fitting. I came unarmed, so (laughs) please don't hurt me. So, if you are listening again, thank you so much we are so appreciative and if you're tuning in for the first time you can catch us also on besides what you're listening to us on we're on itunes google play pocket cast spotify basically wherever you can cast a pod we're there also we hope that you will find us on podchaser.com and rate our show and And you you give us a rating yes please give us so sweet yeah thank you emma also, you can rate individual episodes, and that lets us know what you like to hear and what you don't like to hear, because we are making the slate for season two, yeah. which is coming very soon, so let us know. Uh, and we do have a little fun thing going on right now. We are going to our first episode of next season, which will actually air on New Year's Day, 
it will be Happy Nerd Year. And it's going to be a best of episode hosted by the Rev of Rants himself. And we need your votes. Vote. Send us your top three favorite episodes you have heard on 30 and Nerdy. We've already got a lot of votes in. Uh, Nerdy Heart of Gold is is got a lot oh, of, of them. Of course. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and we will have that at the end of that episode. We will tell you the winning episode of 2019. Yeah. And um, so please, you can email those to us, post them on our wall, tweet us, anything you can think of. Please send us your top three favorite episodes. So, what's up, Doc? Well, it's been an unusual week. Very unusual uh, week. We're coming to you a little late this week. A little bit. Technical difficulties and whatnot, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, it is what it is. Yes. I'm a little under the weather yet again. I feel mm-hmm. like that happens a lot. Well, you're a teacher. You know, I'm also in a new building this year. Mm-hmm. Um, got, your body's got to yeah. acclimate to that building. I think this probably makes four times since uh, school started Since school started that I have been sick. But hey, the show must go on, right? That's what they say. Absolutely. So here, here we are. Hey, we got a special message. Read this. Special message. Remember to shout... Me on your... Is this from... These are from students. Yeah. Your students. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell that I'm a great teacher because they only misspelled one word. That's true. Shout. (laughs) Shout. Yeah. So the kids are really latching on to the show here. Well, good. Yeah, they're listening to us on the school bus and all that stuff they tell me about it. So a couple of the guys there, it's Richard and Gabriel. Awesome. They uh, wanted us to say hello. I told them that I would. hello, Richard and Gabriel. Yeah. Thank so, you for listening to the show. If any other of you kiddos are listening, go Patriots. Yeah, and the middle school team. Yeah. Isn't the, it weird to hear me say that? Team. It's weird. Because I've been a Viking for well, so long. Well, not just that, but it's weird to hear you say go Patriots and me be okay with it. Because I absolutely hate the football team, the Patriots. Oh. Hate them. Well, I was thinking about like Patriots are the rival school. Yes, of your old Vikings, school. And you so, were a Viking in middle school. I was. But anyway. It's, we, it's weird yeah. to hear that and me to be okay with it. But anyway, we digress. So, a lot. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's gone on over the past few days. We've okay, done well, a lot of fun things. We have done a lot of fun things. Uh, we saw Oliver. We did from Encore Theatrical Company right here in Morristown. One of our fine sponsors. Uh, great production. Uh, another sponsor. Both. I mean, the business director of Encore, our own DJ Mike Howie from the intro. He was in the show. He was. And so was Zach from Advertising Expressions. Yeah, the Zach. The Mm -hmm. Zach that we were always talking about and also joined us in uh, the uh, Nerdy Heart of Gold episode. Um, Matter of fact, I am wearing a Christmas gift from him. Mm -hmm. It is a very soft red sweater that says, Have yourself a nerdy little Christmas. Ha ha! I like it. Yes. yes. And he can do those things for you, too, whether it be a sports team, uh, a church, a fundraiser, or a podcast. Um, he can customize hats, shirts. Or your very own galactic empire. He, oh, yeah. I mean, if we had a galactic empire, I would go to Zach. Of course. To, to make our, our, our shirts. But Zach does a great job with that stuff, and mm-hmm. he did a great job in the show. Absolutely. He, he had a big smile on his face the whole time. Looked like he mm-hmm. was having fun. He was joined by his son and daughter, mm-hmm. which and is really cool. His daughter uh, made her own dress. She sure did. And which is awesome. uh, Zach and his son get extra nerd points because in their bios they put I am Groot mm-hmm. at the end, and mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. So, way to go. Absolutely. Um, I've always kind of loved bios that stand out. Yeah. And just that little addition at the end. They won the bio award oh, for, sure. for that show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, 
The next show that Encore has coming out is a chorus line, and that will be uh, the second and third weekend of January at Walter State Community College, and we will be giving away two free tickets to that as well, um, along with some other nerd swag. Speaking of nerd swag, we have a store. Finally! We have a store. Hey! Yes, um, and we are running a special right now. Uh, now, these these will not be ready for Christmas. These will be, all orders must be turned in by the 18th of January. And you can go to companycasuals.com slash 30 and nerdy swag. That's 30-A-N-D, nerdy swag. And that takes you to our special page, uh, which is extremely discounted from normal prices. And you can uh, take care of the nerd in your life. Yeah, I took a little look at, on there this morning. They got... Couple hats and yes. shirts and some fleece, yeah, uh, some fleece jackets along with fleece vests. A little, a little bag, a little cinch yes. bag you can get. Um, and we also have uh, two special shirts that are only running during this run, and it's the Why So Nerdy and Bat Nerd line. Hey, the Why So Nerdy is a purple shirt with green writing, and it's got the Joker's hair and a smile under our thirty and nerdy. And the Bat Nerd has the bat symbol with thirty and nerdy, which is black and yellow. So yeah, it's pretty. Pretty exciting. Check that out. Companycasuals.com slash 30andnerdy. So what else do we get into? Well, I got a message uh, two, three weeks ago ago or so from uh, an acquaintance of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Elliot Russell, also known as the Southern Psycho, also known as one half of the tag team, the Heat Seekers. U.S. Tag Team Champions of, of Innovate, Innovate Wrestling. Wrestling. And... Uh, we were actually, I sent him a picture, uh, we saw him at a show about three or four years ago, and yep. it popped up on my time hop, and I sent it to him, I said, hey, this popped up, thought you'd want to see it. And he was like, yeah, I sold those trunks to a guy in Japan. I didn't know that you could do that. I wow. didn't know that people did that. But yeah, he said, yeah. Uh, anyway, he invited us to uh, a show that they had here in Morristown over the weekend. It was the Christmas Classic, Christmas Classic Tournament. Yes. And, uh, you know, when the Southern Psycho Elliot Russell asks you to do something, you don't do think it. twice, you do it. You do. So we arrived promptly at the show at 730, yes. ready to cheer on our boy. And you know what? He he won the whole thing. He did, and he had to, in the finals were him and his own tag team partner, Sigmund. The drama. Um, I don't know. Unbelievable. Storytelling. And, wow. and that's the cool thing I love about these indie circuits is storytelling's in the ring. Yeah, not just you know backstage yeah. scenes and stuff. They do all their storytelling in the ring, which is what we as old school you know '90s and late '80s fans love storytelling happening in the ring. I agree. Um, and fun fact, um, I went to the gym yesterday, um, and he was there. Yeah, he was. He was at Planet Fitness. Yeah, clanging and banging and ripped as all get out These and guys looking work hard. And, and you know just. Throwing up weight that I could not dream of throwing up right now, <laughs> yeah. and uh, there was a little bit of a just a nod to each other. I didn't want to interrupt his yeah. his, his process, but yeah. I was just I was walking on the treadmill to get all warmed up, and I was like, "Sir," just kind of a nod. <laughs> he uh, noticed me because I, ha- I was wearing one of our hats, yeah. and he looked at me, looked up at the hat, and then just went nodded, and I was like. Sir, yeah, we got to get him one of those hats. Absolutely, we got to get him on the show. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Actually, we talked Good. a little bit about it. Uh, Good. I think he's going to be on here, and I think he might cut a promo on you. I'm mm-hmm. his friend, so yeah. he, he doesn't have anything to say to me. But maybe you cut a promo on you on me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if he wants to, uh, what was his name again? 
I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) Come on, on, give it to me. His his name name? is Elliot. It doesn't matter what his name is. You better watch out for that mean spear he's got. Because I'll tell you what, buddy. We saw that spear three times. I know. And nobody kicks out of that spear. Not once. Fantastic. Not once did anybody kick out of that spear. But, hey, you know, a lot of times people hear about, you know, the independents and the indie guys and stuff, and they think about, oh, it's like, you know, wrestling and stuff. And a lot of people who were there in attendance at that show, they were there to see wrestling. But these guys are professional wrestlers, okay? They work hard. It's it's all legit. It's it's all, like, they're super talented. Um, Several of these guys that we saw, wouldn't be surprised if you saw them on TV one day. Absolutely. Very soon, and NXT, they have AEW. they've traveled all around the world. You mm-hmm. know, like they've paid their dues, and they're just well, and as Russell's good. going to Japan soon. He is, yeah. He told me uh, Saturday morning when I talked to him, he's going to be headed to Japan in the next few weeks. That's awesome. So uh, it's it was good a great luck. show. We had a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, it's always fun when you know some of the bad guys come out and we start trying to heckle them yeah, and all that. Heckle the bad they guys back. Yeah. <laughs> Love that stuff, and and in those smaller venues like that, a little more. Oh um, yes, a little more up close and personal. You kind of it plays a lot better in those yeah. intimate venues. You have more freedom to do Absolutely. that and have more of those interactions. <laughs> so we had a great time. Innovate Wrestling, check it out. I'm sure one day in the near future, uh, we'll have Elliot Russell, the Southern mm-hmm. Psycho, on here. Absolutely, and uh, get some maybe some interesting wrestling stories. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, also, you know, last week we uh, we had a fun little episode. Oh yeah, uh, we had the boys of ODPH, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. So much fun! Please check them out. Uh, they were so fun to just sit back and talk Star Wars. Yeah, we had a really really great discussion. Mm-hmm. About- we we counted down the. And we each personally had a list of who we thought were the ten uh, baddest, meanest fighters of the galaxy. The BMFs. Yes, the BMFs of the galaxy. Which are BMFs. And a lot of similarities in a lot of our lists. Oh, yeah. Uh, so definitely some differences. Um, you know, Padawan J's knowledge in the Force is 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 wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, you know, a lot of this stuff... He knows, though, I mean, a lot of people mainstream don't know because it's not canon anymore. Yeah. You know, these books and comics that spawned over the past 20, 30 years, a lot of mainstream watchers do not know about that stuff because it's not canon. Yeah. And canon, you know, as we've said before on this show, is part of the story. What is going now yeah. is canon. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely not just check that episode out, but check them out. Um, they've got two to three shows a week. Sometimes, um, because they don't just do pop culture and nerd culture, they talk about sports mm-hmm. and UFC and yeah. wrestling and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're fantastic guys. And another big shout out to uh, Ken M and Padawan J for uh, joining us last yeah, week. Yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. And what, this week, what about this week? This week we are we are continuing on with Star Wars month here at the show. Mm-hmm. With uh, we thought we'd go ahead and start with the new sequels. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because. I have defended the sequels uh, for the most part okay. over the past few years. Yes, you have. Um, I view them in a much different light than you do. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm excited to see because I've only watched them a ha- you know a handful of times mm-hmm. each. Especially uh, Last Jedi, I've only seen probably like twice all the way through, maybe three times. 
So um, it's going to be interesting to see how my thoughts and how my feelings change as I watch them again and try to look at them with a much more critical eye. Yeah. And uh, notice a few things about Force Awakens that we'll, we'll get into when we get to our discussion about that. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about today. Chapter 7 of the Skywalker Saga, Star Wars The Force Awakens. And you know what? We're going to get into that after a word from our sponsors. All right. 30 and Nerdy is brought to you by Akita Express right here in Morristown, Tennessee. Freshly grilled hibachi, full service portions, and quality at a fast pace. Give Akita Express a try. They are here in Morristown at 3100 East Morris Boulevard. When you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. All right, time to talk nerdy to Let's hear it. So, we're in Star Wars month. I figured that uh, the next three episodes I would break down some some popular terms used in Star Wars. And this episode... So maybe, maybe not unfamiliar, Not unfamiliar, but describe, maybe a deep dive into what these are. Because they talk about them, but the mainstream might not know the, the definition of what okay. they're talking about. All right. And since this is even in the title of the one we're talking about... Mm. So I thought we'd go with... Awakens. Sure, Awakens. (laughs) Awakens is when you get up uh, from bed and you're you're pissed because you have to get up Uh, from bed. That's Awakens. Yeah. No, it's the Force. Uh, The Force is an energy field created by all living things that binds them together. What is it that Yoda says? He says, it surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds the galaxy together. I like that. Jedi and other Force users... That's right. Not just Jedi and Sith, but there are others that aren't Jedi and Sith that are mastered in the Force. Force users ac- access the Force with the help of midichlorians, microscopic or- organisms inside their cells. Now, but not just Force-sensitive people have midichlorians. No, we all, all. All living things. Well, not we all, but in the Star Wars universe, everyone has these organisms. Speak for yourself. Sure. Um, I got an example. You ever remember being a kid, and you're like you've you're sat down, you've got your your breakfast or your lunch or your dinner or whatever. You've got your plate, you've got your drink. You've sat down. You're comfortable in your position, but you forgot to turn the TV on, and the remote's across the room. Bro, that doesn't happen to me as a kid. That happened. That, Still, that, that's <laughs> like you today. Yesterday, it was yesterday. <laughs> Don't you wish you could use the force to bring the the remote to your hands? Oh yeah. We're already lazy as Americans. Like, could you imagine how lazy we'd be as a country if we had the force? I like to use the force when I walk into Walmart through that automatic mm-hmm. sliding door and kind of yes. wave my hand. Every now and then, you might catch me doing that still today. <laughs> you did it last week when we went Christmas shopping. Of course, of course, I've seen you. Oh, you saw that, huh? I did. Okay. Um, so that is your nerd word: the force. The force is strong with us, or. You know, use the Force, Luke. You've heard the term the Force. But a lot of the new mainstream watchers of Star Wars needed the definition. And if you haven't heard it, what are you doing here? I know. We're here to enlighten you. We're here to bring you to the balance, to the path of nerddom. Just don't dip into the dark side. Sure. You don't want to go there. No. That's where Johnny Has the Keys is. That's They're the dark side of nerddom. Hey, speaking of Johnny Has the Keys, they just did a Star Wars episode themselves. They did. You need to check that out. Johnny uh, Has the Keys yeah. podcast, him and David. They dropped a few uh, little pieces of knowledge that I actually didn't know. 
Holy crap, They really? did, yeah. I like to consider myself pretty well-versed in Star Wars. Yes. So, uh, you know, if, if you're like me and you know a lot about Star Wars, why don't you go check out Johnny Has the Keys, mm-hmm. uh, their Star Wars episode, and see if they enlighten you a little bit as well. Well, cool. It's very rare that I say you enlightened in the Star Wars universe. Oh, stop. I know. Um, but if anybody can do, enlighten you more, it's Tim and David. Could be. Um, so definitely check them out. So why don't we move on to your favorite segment? Oh, yeah. What you watching? So, uh, what are you watching? I got two things. Okay. And one is what you playing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have actually been watching, and you know, I'm sorry, but this is going to be a Disney Plus recommendation. I think it's safe to say that most people are in Disney Plus uh, mode right now. So yeah. I'm going to go with it. They just released a documentary uh, like a week or so ago called One Day at Disney. And this is actually just about like these everyday uh, employees of Di- they call them cast members, but these different cast members of Disney, they're animators, engineers, um, even a few celebrities. Bob Iger, of course, the CEO of oh, Disney, yeah. he's on there, and um, Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. They okay. kind of tell a little bit about her story, um, but it's really interesting. And if you're a big Disney fan like myself. You'll enjoy it, and I think it's good for for anybody to watch it because it shows you Disney through the lens of someone like me, someone who looks at it as a very, very positive, happy thing, um, and it'll make you sort of see the way we see it, you know? Yeah. And it just talks about how they're just so happy to be making dreams come true at Disney, and that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Uh, and then what I'm playing uh, for our gamer friends out there, I briefly mentioned it last week with our uh, friends from the Ocho Duro Hour podcast, but I've been playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order, this new Star Wars game that was just released about two weeks ago. You play as a, a young young Jedi. He survived the Jedi Purge in Episode 3, and mm-hmm. this is just sort of his story of coming back into the Force, and you wield a lightsaber, and you can change the color, and you use the double-sided saber. You can and, change the, what color? Uh, you can have blue, green, yellow, purple. Um, I, I really just kept it at blue for the most part. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a very challenging game. It's sort of like a cross between Tomb Raider and... And Dark Souls, because you have lots of puzzles you have to solve, and lots of jumping and climbing and, and all that stuff. And the combat is really, really tough. Especially, you know, depending on what difficulty you put it on. But I uh, started replaying it on a higher difficulty, and mm-hmm. it's like, you get hit a couple times, and you're you're dunsky. So, yes. it's, it's tough. And the final boss was, I think it legit probably took me about 20 tries to beat the last. No, and these are the... Inquisitors, yeah, that you have to fight. It's correct? serious, wow. and there's a couple of really nice surprises from uh, the other from the movies uh, okay. here and there. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but if you're a gamer, check it out. Awesome. awesome. How about you? Uh, well, you know, I've uh, been watching Star Wars. Oh, obviously. yeah, of course. Um, um, also, The Mandalorian, of course. Uh, which, uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber at five dollars a month, you get to take part in our Mandalorian Mondays. Uh, which come out every Monday after the newest episode drops. Um, this past episode had a lot of people wondering what's where we're going oh, yeah. with it. True, true. So uh, we hope that you'll uh, join us on Patreon for those. And I've been, again, I also have been playing through something again. 
Uh, I've been playing through the Bioshock series. Nice. Love those games. I'd forgotten so much. I'd forgotten how much I loved them. Um, I'm about to beat uh, two uh, already. And uh, I've got to say, you know, when those Vox audio things come through, either from Atlas or Ryan or not the ones you find, but the ones that are just there communicating with you. Sophia Lamb, the bad, the main bad person in the second one, is way overdone and so annoying. Like, it's every ten seconds she's chiming in going, remember Delta? Like, and I'm just like, leave me alone. I barely like, remember Bioshock Andrew Ryan too. didn't talk to me this much, and he was the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, um, but the, the, the spins, the, the, the twists and turns of the game I've forgotten how good they were storytelling they were very compelling stories um, and I can't wait to get to Infinite because I love the third one um, yeah, I've only being played, up in the sky played through that one one time it's really cool uh, they are making a fourth one yep just uh, announced 2K just officially announced that there will be a fourth one be interesting to see where we go yeah um, and you know if they do a four you've got to at least get to six I mean, that's kind of the rule like a second trilogy. Never heard that rule. It's kind of a rule. I mean, you wouldn't do four and just leave it at four. You know, you would do it four and go to six. Or maybe five. I don't know. Whatever you say. If they keep making them, I'll keep playing them. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's. I mean, I've been watching and playing. I mean, these... these like you do? Like, yeah, like I do. Uh, and these days we might as well rename this to... What you watching? What you playing? What you listening to? What you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, um, why don't we get to our nerd news? As we know, getting up to this time of year, we are not just seeing amazing trailers of things coming out around the holidays, but things that will happen after New Year's. Uh, particularly the spring and summer of next year. So this past couple of weeks, we have been bombarded with what I like to call trailer palooza. <laughs> um, we have been hit with monumental trailers like what's happening on TV, mm-hmm. movie, stuff like that. Uh, some of the ones we are very excited about that, that we have talked about um, and seen in the past week is definitely the season two trailer for The Boys. The Boys. The Boys. Can't wait. For The Boys. Yeah. Uh, looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's back in it. Yep. Um, very exciting stuff. Just as uh, violent and mm-hmm. crazy and... If not more violent, maybe. Yeah. I hope. Also, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer dropped. Yeah. Looks really good. It does. Wig. Like, yeah. SNL comedy genius Wig sure is enough. playing che- Cheetah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. What turns into Cheetah. Uh, it's re- odd. Return of Chris Pine. Yes. Interesting uh, odd. enough. Well, it'll be interesting to see who, how he comes back. Maxwell Lord, played by the Mandalorian himself, mm-hmm. does not look like Pedro Pascal no. with that blonde hair and no facial hair. Um, also, uh, today, actually, uh, they dropped the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, it, it, it's... It looks fantastic already. Uh, on the, you know, like when you see a, a trailer posted, you see like the one image of it frozen mm-hmm. or whatever. The image I saw was of... Uh, Ecto-1? Uh, no, uh, Stranger Things. Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you a little bit? Go ahead. So, it's obviously not a reboot. It's a third installment. It's called Afterlife. Yeah. And 
the main kids, Finn Wolfhard and what looks like to be his little sister, are the grandkids of Egon. Okay. Who died. Oh. Harold Ramis died in real life. Yeah. So in the story, they're going to his old house to clean it out because they even say like, oh, our grandfather died, so we have to go to his estate and handle everything. So they find, you know, the car. They find all of the old Ghostbusters stuff there. And hauntings start happening. Paul Rudd plays their teacher. Love Paul Rudd. He's in it. Um, and the three original Ghostbusters are said to be in it as right. well. And Aykroyd worked on the script along with uh, the rest of the Ghostbusters. And it's it looks great, man. I mean, I don't mean to knock the reboot they tried with the females. It just felt forced comically. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't seen that one either. It's, you know, everyone should see it. And I, and I went to the theaters to see it. I wanted to pay my respects to it because I'm a big Ghostbusters fan and fans of them yeah, as comedic women and um, I, just, I just you know it just wig. didn't hit it yeah. didn't hit it felt forced right. um, so yeah uh, definitely check out that trailer uh, when, when is that coming out um, every, most it looked like summer I think they said summer of 2020 so uh, perhaps we'll have a full yes. episode about Ghostbusters right? we have to uh, we absolutely will um WB has officially announced this CCXP that happened. What is that? How I did I know. not know it was I don't a know thing? About it. Like it's not a Comic Con. It's some kind of I guess expo. Won't you look that up? I'll so, look it up. While we're talking about this, he's gonna look that up. WB has officially announced Shazam too. Shazam Nothing. Darn it. Better luck next time. Um, which is very exciting. I hope that the entire family is back in it. Um it is rumored that the villain uh, will will be from, I guess you would say, Shazam's Rogues Gallery. Uh, we like to call group of villains the Rogues Gallery. Right. Uh, but what is the CCXP? Uh, so CCXP is apparently a Brazilian multi-genre entertainment and comic convention. Weird. It is based on the San Diego Comic Con and has attractions and contents about comics, TV series, movies, video games, literature, and Internet. Internet. It is is the largest pop culture festival in the world, and we didn't know about it? How is this a thing? We've just lost... Do we even nerd, bro? We've just lost thousands of nerd points, I think. Yeah, but you didn't hear about it last year. I didn't didn't realize CCXP post last year. get negative nerd XP. We just did. Right, we did. Um, So, they announced Shazam 2. Very excited. Um, Moving on, Disney has announced that Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel will open at Walt Disney World Resort in 2021. Time to set sail among the stars. I've heard that this is going to be like really, like you are a part of Star Wars when you stay here. Like first order troops are like coming to your room and knocking on the door and stuff. Holy crap. Yeah, like have you seen this? I'm going to be blatantly honest if it's three in the morning and some first order troop knocks on my door asking have you seen this droid i'm gonna say no but i'm about to droid your face if you don't knock on my door again at three in the morning yeah i'm gonna shove a lot favor where the force don't shine at the same time though it'll be kind of exciting it's immersive yeah very immersive. immersive hotel um next burt ward uh who is in the crisis if you are watching crisis on infinite earth currently um he is finally, he is, now, if you didn't know, Burt Ward is the Robin from the Adam West era of Batman. Sure. He is finally getting his own Hollywood um, 
star on the Walk of Fame. It's very surprising to me that he didn't already have one. I was pretty shocked too that, when I read the it's news. It's a pretty pretty big part of like, like wow pop culture history and yeah. television history. Um, it's really surprising to not already have a star. It's yeah. pretty shocking. So moving on, I was not happy to see this bit of news. Disney Plus is in talks with the original director of Honey I Shrunk the Kids to helm a reboot. Why are you not happy to see that? We don't need a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. We already had three of the original. Mm-hmm. Some, something, not everything needs to be touched and rebooted. Some of the things that I had as childhood, I want to keep in my childhood and not need and not have rebooted. Like You can't tell me that if they were to say, oh, we're rebooting The Breakfast Club, that you would just be all right with that. Um, I don't know. That's, that's this was point. one of the... Now... Honey, I blew up the kids. Honey, I shrunk ourselves. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. I was, but Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was like one of my go-to comfort movies as a kid growing oh, up. Yeah. I mean, terrified of the scorpion, auntie, the little ant that they rode, and like it died fighting off this scorpion. And I remember we the shrunk ride ourselves at Disney. The best. There was a park, an entire little children's park. Mm-hmm. Based off of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, everything right. was gr- like there was a, a to-go cup that was massive and yeah. you could crawl through. I just some not everything needs to be reboot. I guess so, but uh, and I know a lot of people feel that way. But at the same time, I don't think that there's going to be a huge, huge uh, demographic of people who are offended by it. Honey, no, I, I mean the kids. That's not something that. Yeah, it's not. A classic. I yeah. wouldn't say it's a classic. It's not a classic. It's. I was more upset with the reboot of Footloose, for instance. Yeah. But this was just. Oh man. You and know. Besides, besides that, there's nothing new under the sun. There's not a no. new idea under the sun. So. Sad, and sadly, I mean, I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Is I would like to see a new idea, something new. And it's it's got to be tough these days. So moving on, Quibi. Did you ever hear of Quibi? Never. So it is one of the big. Three streaming services heading our way in 2020, and it has already revived Reno 911 for return season seven. Okay. Um, did you watch Reno 911? Uh, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Officer Dangle mm-hmm. obviously became pretty popular. He was in, uh, um, uh, he was in I Love You Man with Paul Rudd and uh, Marshall. <laughs> What's his name? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. I always call him Marshall. Um, he was also in that uh, movie with Zac Efron and Chandler, uh, 17 again. And he was in the Marvel Universe at one point. Are you he, talking about Thomas Lennon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Officer Dangle was who he He's played. He's also the short a, a writer, too. What else is he, what does he write on? Well, if you uh, give me a second, I'll just yeah. go ahead and look you, him you up You got here. the IMDB on. Yeah, I, I, I got it. He, he wrote... hilarious. The Night at the Museum movies? Really? And he played Orville Wright? I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I do remember his part in the movie. But he wrote on it. Wow. Uh, he wrote Battle of the Smithsonian, for sure, it says. Yes. Here, he was a writer for that. Uh, yeah, he wrote the first one and wow. the second one. And I still have not seen the third one. You haven't seen the third one? No. Dude, it's sad. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I watched it on the way to Europe. It was one of the many movies I watched on the way to the Europe I, on the plane. I don't see that one. So. Oh, man, it was sad. It was very sad. Um, so, 
you know, I mean, it's fun. It's funny. I didn't know that, you know, there was a, a longing to bring back Reno 911, but whatever. Hey, for some people, I guess. Yeah. So, um, did you see the new Aladdin? The live-action Aladdin? I still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. Well, there was a character in it called Prince Anders that apparently, you know, it's an original character mm-hmm. for that movie. Apparently, it got such glowing reaction by the audience that everyone loved Prince Anders. He was one of the suitors for Jasmine. Okay. He's getting his own Disney Plus spinoff movie. Um, I, too, have not seen the live-action movie. When you have your so, own streaming service, you can you, make a spinoff movie about whatever you want. Anything you want. So, um, Moving on. The new DC shows premiering on HBO Max and DC Universe will all take place within the CW's Arrowverse. These shows will include Green Lantern Corps, Strange Adventures, which will focus on Booster Gold, and Stargirl. Do you know any of them? Uh, Besides yes, Green Lantern? Yes. Um, you know, i got to give props to DC here for a minute. Uh, what? Stop the presses. Oh, please. Everyone, take a breath. Oh, please. <laughs> Go on. Stop yourself. Um, so props to DC because... You know, I've really just realized that what Marvel has done with the MCU in cinema, DC has done on television. Yes. You know, that, yeah. that's their their uh, niche. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I will say also, it's a little intimidating to think about all these, I don't know, six, seven different shows that there mm-hmm. are. And I only watch The Flash. That's the only yeah. one that I keep up with consistently. Um it's a lot, and I'll probably never watch all of it, you know. Yeah. But it's super impressive that they've been able to create this entire universe across television, and it's going to keep going. So. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited. Go. So, last bit of news, and for some reason, every time I'm in the news, I always end it on a sad note. Uh, so, Carol Spinney, the legendary puppeteer behind Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch, has passed away at the age of 85. Yeah. Um, it's sad because I have actually, when I was a kid, I started collecting, uh, um, puppets, not puppets like ventriloquist puppets, but like, uh, stuffed animals of the entire Sesame Street gang. Yeah. Like I have Snuffy and Big Bird and Oscar and Bert and Ernie and Cookie Monster and Grover and all of them. Mm. And, um, the Big Bird man, I mean, he was... Just larger than life, and yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is that that's the puppeteer mm-hmm. making them larger than life. I, I love the Big Bird. I know, and uh, you know, I was a big Sesame Street kid mm-hmm. growing up. So. Raised on the streets, baby. Yeah, uh, lots of uh, fond memories mm-hmm. of Big Bird. So definitely uh, rest in peace, rest in Mr. Peace. Spinney. Uh, yes. Thank you for all the many lessons and fond memories mm-hmm. that you gave us over the years. And uh, that. My friends, is the end of your nerd news. Welcome back. Yes. And now it is time for us to... On Star Wars, The Force Awakens. The first of the sequel trilogy. Yes, this is uh, episode 7, The Force Awakens. Uh, it was written and directed by J.J. Abrams. It is the first installment of the Star Wars sequel trilogy following Return of the Jedi. And the first under the Disney banner, Yes. It's the seventh of nine episodes, which is titled The Skywalker Saga. 
this film was produced by Abrams Company called Bad Robot along with Lucasfilm LTD. It was distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. Uh, the film's budget was over $300 million in gross and made over $2 billion at the worldwide box office. Right, right. Though most critics kind of found it uh, derivative, I guess you would say, of the original trilogy, the film did break various box office records and became, and this is unadjusted for inflation, the highest grossing installment in the franchise. It also snagged highest grossing film in North America and film sequel in North America. Wow. It still holds the fourth place in the top ten highest grossing movies of all time at $2.68 billion globally. It received five nominations at the 88th Academy Awards and four nominations at the 69th British Academy Awards, where it won the award for Best Special Visual Effects. It was followed by The Last Jedi in 2017, and in a mere matter of weeks, we will see the conclusion to the Skywalker saga with the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> the Skywalker what? Saga. What did it sound like? You I said saga. Saga. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, and now and I, I I made this point earlier. Think about this. This saga has spanned almost half a century. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that that a lineage of uh, a story of a lineage really um, that started with Star Wars. I mean, think about this. And I was talking to our friend David Horton at uh, Johnny Has the Keys. He said, you know, what you all don't understand is I call it Star Wars because when I was younger, it was Star Wars. Not A New Hope. Not A New Hope. I actually Not Empire Strikes Back. Not any of these sequels. He was like, it was just Star Wars. I actually do refer to the first one as Star Wars. Yeah, I I don't call it A New Hope either. It's just it's Star Wars. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, what's Star Wars 2? No, it's called Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, I've never heard anybody call it Star Wars 2 before. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, it was uh, yeah, this older gentleman at work. Because uh, Michael Bacon, my buddy at work, uh, is very interested in the podcast, listens to some episodes, and he also talks Lord of the Rings, Star Wars stuff with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a bigger Lord of the Rings fan than he is Star Wars, which... I understand. I like that. I understand. Um, but he was, uh, we were talking about, you know, what we're going to talk about, and he asked me some of my issues with Last Jedi, and I said, dude, we've got a job to do. I can't stay here all day and talk to you about. <laughs> we've got oh, work to do. Pish posh. And uh, this older, hey, I say older, he's like in his mid-40s. And he said, uh, you know, well, what do you call Star Wars 2? I was like, not Star Wars 2, I can tell you that much. It's Empire Strikes Back. This guy is an anomaly. <laughs> it isn't a Star Wars 2? Like, who calls it that? Wow. Michael just kind of gave this look, weird, crooked look, like, when he heard the title Star Wars 2, he was like, ugh. Like, it's something died in his brain. So, going into it, you know, going... Okay, first let's talk about initial feelings going into the premiere. Like, obviously you, you get the, okay, Disney has bought Lucasfilms. Mm-hmm. And a mere matter of months after purchasing Lucasfilms, all right, guess what we're continuing? Right. Star Wars. Yeah, so this was four years ago mm-hmm. when, when this was released. And I just remember being really excited. In my classroom, uh, I had a, 
expo marker calendar whiteboard calendar yeah. and i had star wars on the calendar and i was counting on the days and <laughs> everybody knew all the kids knew i was so excited about it my uh my uh, partner teacher at the time mrs Pittman, the day that the she knew i was going to the movie she she brought me a gift card she said merry christmas popcorn's on me i know you're so excited so i remember uh-huh. that stuff about it i just remember really looking forward to it and i went with becky and we we really enjoyed it yeah. she got very emotional at the end yeah and we'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll that we'll get to that but i remember leaving feeling very satisfied okay. i as i was going in i was passing by a, a friend who had just he was walking out and he said man fasten your seatbelt. it's it's quite the ride so he was he thought it was great yeah and um i didn't really hear a lot of negative stuff about it until you later on much, much later on. It seems like everybody at first was pretty happy. Um, I think the sequel heard it. I think so, too. I think it, uh, how do you pronounce it? Ryan Johnson, Rian. Some people mm-hmm. call him Rian for some reason. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, I was excited uh, because, you know, I didn't like the prequels. Um, even, you know, moving outside of... Uh, now it's owned by Disney. I was like, at first with that purchase, I didn't have a problem Mm-mm. with that purchase. I was like, okay, good. Yeah, because it'll be done well. It'll be done well. Big budget. Um, so I was excited going into it. I um, I felt like maybe it was going to be, you know, not really retribution, but kind of a second chance because I feel like our generation of Star Wars in the prequels was kind of our Star Wars, and I felt like, well, dang. I don't like to call that our Star Wars. I don't look at it that because way Because I was like, mm, uh, they kind of sucked. Yeah. So I don't want to call that our Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I, I understand why a lot yeah. of people might think that that is our Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but I don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, I didn't grow up when the original Star Wars movies no. were released, of course. I can't help that. But we were raised but on them. My first encounters with Star Wars were mm-hmm. the original trilogy. You mm-hmm. know, they did the re-release in the mid-90s. With the VHSs. And my dad took me to see it. I remember, in my in my memory, now this may not be really what happened, but in my memory, when Han Solo was put in the carbonite, I remember standing up for that part for some reason. Just kind of, maybe like, like, oh God. I was just so amazed yeah. and shocked and, you know, I didn't... I was like, Daddy, what's what's going on? What's up with Han Solo? Oh, no. You know? And um, he was really, really enjoying the fact that I was enjoying it so much. Yeah. So those are my memories of it. And I was just obsessed with Star Wars from that oh. point on. And it was the original trilogy. The, the trilogy. So, you know, I, I know there's a lot of those older guys who grew up during that time. They really claim that Your Star, Star Wars, Wars you know, is, is those stupid prequels. But no, my uh, Star Wars was the... Okay, yeah, you were happened to be lucky to be alive yeah. when they were that doesn't make it yours yeah um but i understand but yeah. i get it but yeah, i mean i get it but i'm gonna latch on to the old ones as my star Wars. and i think it i, I think force awakens had it you know I've, I've talked about it a couple of times it had that new hope algorithm um you know, i can see that big big base to blow up mm-hmm. three main characters let's blow it up there's always a way to there's do always that. a way to do that Tonsa's uh um Bad guy in a black mask, Jedi, Sith, uh, the algorithm of a new hope sure. is what I call it. Um, 
And maybe, I'll even say that maybe, since it did have that algorithm, might be why I have qualms with the second movie. Because it didn't have an original Star Wars. It's not a rule that it has to. No, it doesn't have to, but I think, we'll get to that. But uh, I think it had great fan service. Oh, I yeah. mean, even even little even little things is like when he's going through stuff. Finn pulls out the, the ball that, that Luke yeah. trained with. That's the remote droid that he yes. learned to deflect to the deflect. bolts with. Yes, yeah. and he learned it, and Han still had it. Yeah, on the Falcon. Right. Um. So, just little fan service like that. Um, repeats of can of some cantina creatures we had seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just little things like that. Um, I think you know we we hear Kevin Smith talk about fan service all the time. Right. That's that's what you know he pays for fan service. Yeah. Um, which I agree with. Um, I think that. Um, but going, coming out of the rewatch, for some reason, uh, just you know yesterday, just rewatching it yesterday. Right. Um, I felt less excited, for some reason. Um. Maybe time. Uh, maybe that it's not on a big screen. Uh, maybe the fact that that's actually the seventh time I've watched this one. You've kept count, huh? Yes. I have not. Um, well, maybe seventh or sixth. If I had to guess, I would say maybe like five. Yeah. Um, maybe so. So, I, I don't know. I mean, and and again, I didn't, I still don't have as many qualms with this one. I would say most people don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, people so, are a little more forgiving of this one. A little bit more forgiving of it. Because, and again, I'll say it, you know, you can make a game out of it because it reminded me so much of A New Hope. That's why I think that I, I, I don't dislike this one so much. So why don't we go through a little bit of synopsis and discussion. Let's do it. Uh, do you want to start it out, J.D., since this is your universe? Okay, sure. So this is 30 years after the Galactic Civil War between the Rebellion and the Empire. Mm-hmm. The First Order has risen from the fallen Galactic Empire and seeks to eliminate the New Republic. So the First Order, I uh, just want to explain a little bit because this has always been something that I wanted more clarification on in the movies. Yeah. And that's a criticism I have. They, they don't explain very well how the First Order came to be. And it could be yeah. that we'll get more in the next couple movies. But basically... This is like a separate uh, uh, political group yes, that has slowly, secretly risen into power. And Snoke, it seems, is just like an, a politician or something like that. Maybe similar to the Emperor. And he yeah. becomes this supreme leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sort of led them into becoming what they are. And they are gaining support here and there throughout the systems and mm-hmm. the Senate and all that stuff in the Star Wars government, however you want to call it. And now they're a big deal. So that's the First Order. The Resistance, backed by the Republic and led by General Leia Organa, opposes the First Order. Leia is searching for her brother, Luke Skywalker, who has gone missing. On the desert planet Jakku, Resistance pilot Poe Dameron receives a map to Luke's location from Lore Santeca, played by Max von Sydow. Uh, you would know him from Game of Thrones. The, ra- the Three-Eyed the Raven. Three-Eyed Raven. Um, and I have questions about his character. We'll get there. Yeah. Stormtroopers commanded by Kylo Ren raid the village and capture Poe. While Kylo kills Santeca, Poe's droid BB-8 escapes with the map 
and encounters a scavenger named Ray near a junkyard settlement. Kylo tortures Poe using the Force and learns of BB-8 and the secrets that he holds. So, what's your what's your question? So, uh, my main question is, who is this guy? Okay, so one thing that gave away somewhat who he is, I think. Um, she talks about the Poe's like you know the general really is going to be excited to, me, to get she's this. Royalty. To me, she's royalty, which means you know he was around, mm-hmm. and um, and then also like I don't have this later, but so we are. Made to understand that Luke is in seclusion. We actually right. get that off of the the main credit roll at the beginning. He's disappeared and vanished in seclusion. Um, yet he left a map to find him. So obviously he, why would he leave a map if he wanted to completely be in seclusion? I don't know. Just in case the absolute worst happened, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So this Santeca guy, I'm thinking maybe he. Maybe he was in the Senate? So, from what I have gathered, because I've tried to look up a few things, he's just a retired adventurer who settled down on this hole-in-the-wall planet for some reason. But what bothers me is that he seems to have this really close connection to the family. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks to Kylo about how, you know, you can't deny your family, and when he says, oh, you've gotten old, he says, well, something worse has happened to you. They yeah. know each other. Yeah. He, and, yeah, he knew him. He said, you've gotten old. And, you know, Max von Sydow, he's, you know, pretty important old. guy. You yeah, know. great actor. Um, so I felt like his role would maybe be a, a bit bigger, a bit more important, but he didn't make it very long there. Yeah. Uh, but because of that close connection to the family, it made me feel like maybe we'll find out more about his connection to them later on. But we haven't yet, mm-hmm. and we may not, but it, it, that may just be it. It could be just that one scene that he's in, and he mentions the fact that he knows him, and he's yeah. you know a friend and an ally to the resistance. The resistance, yeah. Um, perhaps I mean I w- I would like to know a little more. Um, so you know talks about General Leia Organa. Now, for those of you, that's Princess Leia, <laughs> obviously. Uh, hence why the Santeca says she's royalty. Uh, so we met Poe pretty early on. Uh, what were your initial uh, thoughts of Poe? I've always been indifferent to Poe, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, could take him or leave him. But this time through, I enjoyed him a lot more. And mm-hmm. I really appreciated his humor. You know, he has the moment when they bring him up before Kylo and they put him down on his knees and they look at each other and he says, Okay, how does this work? Who talks first? You, talk, you talk first, first I, talk I talk first. And I, I really like that. I appreciated that. Yeah. He's got a lot of ha-ha moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also meet Finn in mm-hmm. this this scene, and we can tell that he's sort of on his first mission. Yeah. He's a little nervous. He's he, a stormtrooper. You know, and he sees the horrific acts that the First Order uh, commits here, mm-hmm. and he really doesn't want to be a part of it, and he's really doubting everything that he knows. Um, and I guess that was a, his buddy? That was shot down in front of him because there was yeah. a moment. Yeah, I have something written down here about this. I have never understood the blood thing. There's two two moments in um, this movie where someone gets a wound from either a lightsaber or a blaster or whatever. But there's blood. And there's actual blood, blood. Like wet, splattery blood. Yeah. Wouldn't... We've never seen that. Wouldn't it that would be, cauterize immediately. It would be cauterized, right? Immediately. 
That's what he I thought be too. Um, I like but, the effect of it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense to me. We've never seen blood from lasers before. No, we haven't. Um, there's also that epic moment where um, uh, Poe shoots at Kylo, and, <laughs> and Kylo, Kylo just stops it. it. The, freezes the beam, and even continues to carry on a conversation with him without holding his hand up. Like the entire time, the beam's just in the air. The entire time until he leaves. Yeah, he has, so Kylo has that ability to just free, different Jedi and Force users, mm-hmm. they sometimes have special abilities, special abilities that maybe not other people have, like uh, in the old Knights, Knights of the Old Republic game from, gosh, 15 years ago or something Ooh, like that. has it been that, that long? The, uh, the first Jedi that you meet there, Bastila Shan, she has the ability to like, um, understand battle uh, plans strategy. and, and strategies yeah. and things like that. In this uh, Fallen Order game, yeah. the main character, uh, Cal Kestis, he has the ability to touch an object and sense its history, where yeah. it came from, what happened around it. Kind of like Windu has uh, is the ability to see shatter points in the Force. Right, exactly. Weaknesses. E- exactly. And so Kylo's, I assume, is this ability to freeze people because yeah. he uses it on the laser. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. He on didn't Ray, think about on, it. He uses it on Ray. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a really cool moment. Uh, I had that listed, too. Yeah. So, shall we move on? Let's do it. So, FN2187, as we have met, uh, disillusioned by the First Order, uh, frees Poe, and they escape in a, chose, in a chosen TIE fighter, which there's some fan service there, mm-hmm. TIE fighters. Um, upon learning that FN2187 has no other name, Poe gives him the name Finn. Clever. As they head to Jakku to retrieve BB-8, they are shot down by the First Order Star Destroyer and crash land. Finn survives and assumes that Poe has died in the crash. He encounters Ray and BB-8, but the First Order tracks them and launches an airstrike. Finn, Ray, and BB-8 steal the Millennium Falcon from a junkyard. A junkyard! Ugh! Finn shoots down the First Order pursuers as Rey pilots the ship off the planet. The Falcon has made its appearance. Wow. So, Jakku, it is, it is trash. Yeah, there was a big battle there. Uh, the Battle of Jakku took place actually a year after the uh, Return of the Jedi. So there's still remnants of the Empire out there trying to pick mm-hmm. up the pieces and continue the Emperor's mission of overtaking the galaxy. Yeah. And the rebellion is winning. And once the emperor's gone, more people are willing to join them and yeah. say, you know, the empire's bad. Now that the emperor's gone, yeah, we're not, not scared anymore. The scary anymore. guy's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, more people are joining in. So the rebellion is growing and the republic is reestablished and growing. And yeah. um, they have a lot more support. Mm-hmm. And so there's still a little bit of fighting going on. So the Battle of Jakku takes place there, and that's why we see like the old wrecked uh, ATAT, and yes. there's a Star Destroyer that Ray She's is scavenging. scavenging yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think um, from open to now, they did a decent job of setting up these three main characters. We've at mm-hmm. this point met the three main characters. Um, Poe, Finn, and Ray. Yes, Poe, Finn, and Ray. Um, granted, I would be honest and say that it wasn't done. Something about the first Star Wars still set up those three characters 
in a lot longer time. Yeah, Han didn't come around for quite a while in Star Wars. But when he started to come around, you know, you started to he started to develop well. Yeah, and this is why it's important that Han shot first. Yes. Okay, that's because him shooting first shows, you know, he's no nonsense. He doesn't take any crap from anybody. And he knows and where things are going. He's a bad He knew dude. what Greedo was doing Yeah, in that movie. Um, just like if you see Solo, he knew what his his mentor was about to do. Right. So he shot first. He's smart. He's smart. Um, I think these characters were, were built well, but quickly at the same time, um, if that makes sense. Sure. Unlike the classics. But I think it worked. I mean, I think it worked for what this Star Wars had to be, what it is. You know, a lot of people dog Ray, but I really like Ray. And I think it's important that we have a main protagonist who's a girl. Yes. I think that's super important because, you know, girls can like Star Wars too. And mm-hmm. girls, I think, need that hero that they can look up to as well. Yeah. And not um, saying that boys can't look up to Ray as well. They can and they should. But, um,. Uh, I, I love the idea of having a female uh, main hero in, yeah. in, in the story. And I, I really like Ray, And I love, you know, you. she strongly, strongly believes, she has faith that her family is going to come back and get her. And that's why she's willing to do the same thing all day, every day. She's out here struggling in the desert. She's putting little scratches well, yeah, I was on. I say, one of the big things that stuck out this time watching through is how many days she's marked she's that been she's there been there. A long time. But and you, she was taken in by the guy she's scavenging for. Uh, Ungar, Ungar Plot or something Plot like or that something is like his that. name. And fun fact, that's played by Simon Pegg. Just Holy in case crap. People, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, I thought you knew that. No. That's Simon Pegg, yeah. Uh, but there's this one moment that, that sticks out to me every time. She's cleaning up all the parts that she scavenged from the day. Mm-hmm. And she looks over and there's this old woman doing the same thing. And this, this lady is... Like old. old, okay, and she's looking at her like, you know what? That could be me. This is my future. You yeah. know, that's that's yeah. But and she still believes, but so she, yeah, she keeps going. So these portions that they are scavenging for, that they're bringing Unkar, um, he says, the, "What you've brought me today is worth one quarter portion." Right, that's pretty good. Um, thank you. Um, it's food. Basically, that there, it's you. You put it in this liquid, stir it up, and it whoop, turns into like a loaf of bread or something. Right. Um, what, what, what a terrible life! Like, oh yeah. I mean, you, you, there's the theory out there that you know Han and Leia could be her parents or whoever her parents yeah. are. You know what? If they knew about her and they willingly sent her to this place to struggle out in the How desert. Dare they? Award for the worst parents in the galaxy <laughs> right? goes to you. <laughs> Whoever she winds up belonging to like they need a swift kick of the pants for sure. Uh so um any other thoughts on this little this little chunk? Uh there's a few things. First of all, uh I really love the scene with Poe and Kylo when he's trying to interrogate him and figure out what he knows about BB-8 and all that stuff. That was a really good, intense scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Poe was fighting really hard. He's got a lot of resolve, and he's tough, yeah. and he's he's, he's the resisting bad, the bad as, boy. as much as he can. And, uh, and he even says, uh, Kylo even says, um, I wish I had known that we had captured the best pilot the resistance oh, yeah. had like he's he's got a na- he's made a name for himself to be the best pilot of the resistance well later on when there's that battle 
I always forget the name of the planet where they go to Maz's cantina. Uh, Takandana. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, when the the resistance shows up. Yeah. And Poe is in the fighter. Yeah. He takes out ten Tie fighters. And, like, a big handful of stormtroopers. And, like, Finn's like, that's one heck of a fighter. That's exactly <laughs> like, right. Because um, he is. And then I, I did, you also get another glimpse of Poe Snark where he's like, um, my men have, Kylo's like, my men have thrown everything at you. And you've yet to give up anything on the resistance. I must commend you on that. And he goes, well, you might want to change your methods. <laughs> you know, just kind of like, nothing you're doing is working. He wasn't ready for a while. He wasn't ready for Kylo. the force. And that's another thing that Kylo has that we've never really seen. Is someone using the force to just pry. Mm-hmm. Just kind of almost like it's squeezing your brain. Yeah. Uh, for information. Makes me think of from Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and also, you know what? Finn is a pretty good shot for a stormtrooper. When he's in the TIE fighter, he takes out the, the missiles mm-hmm. and I think another uh, a gun or something. Like, most stormtroopers can't <laughs> hit the side of a bar and here's Finn blowing up everything. If a stormtrooper fell out of bed, it wouldn't hit the ground. <laughs> they uh, have, have changed their methods of training the stormtroopers, I guess, because well, this guy's on it. And we, noticed, we also kind of noticed that they don't use clones anymore. They use people trained from birth. Brainwashed or Brainwashed something. Yeah. from birth. No clones. No more clones. Um, so, moving on. A large ship, piloted by Han Solo and Chewbacca, captures and reclaims the Falcon. Gangs seeking to settle the debts with Han attack the ship. Han and the others escape in the Falcon at the First Order Starkiller base, a planet covered, coverted into a star power superweapon. So basically, it's it's this massive planet that has been converted into a gun, a ray gun, if you will. Yeah, and it sucks a sun up into yeah. it as its energy. Yeah, is it, it's like almost like the planets are built around the sun. The first kind of. order has really figured out how to advance the technology of solar energy. Yes, yes. So we could maybe. Maybe take a page out Maybe of that. Maybe a little bit. Use a little solar energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Supreme Leader Snoke allows General Hux, played by which Weasley? Is he Bill? Bill? He's Bill Weasley from Charlie, Harry I don't think, was ever in Charlie it, never so showed yeah, up in the movies. Bill. Uh, Bill was the one who, who uh, married Floor Delcor. So uh, he allows him to fire the weapon. Snoke questions Kylo's ability to deal with his emotions relating to his father, Han Solo, whom Kylo states means nothing to him. Um, Hux is played by uh, Domhnall Gleeson. That's his name. Yeah. And actually... Uh, Brendan Gleeson's... Yeah, Matt I. Mooney's uh, son. Son, yes. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy his performance. I do, he, too. He gets intense towards the At end. At first, there. I thought he was a Palpatine, the way he spoke and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when he's like, I knew order is rising! And when they destroy the, the New Republic. and um, He's like the Star Wars version of Hitler. Yes! Um, one thing that I have to say about that is, you know, the only time we see this New Republic is when they fire this gun for the first time. Yeah. And it looks like... It looks kind of like Coruscant. The planet looks like Coruscant. It does. I don't think it is. And it destroys it. Mm-hmm. We see New Republic members gathering outside, seeing the ray coming towards them, and it just blows them up. Like, yeah. they get they talk about this New Republic, and like it's this is the new regime, the good guy regime that rose from 
the destruction of the empire. Mm-hmm. This is what we needed, and, and just like that, and just like that, you know, like they're nothing. not, they're just destroyed. Um, that was one one issue I had when watching back through. I was like, wow, and apparently that's the that's the end of the republic. Yeah. I mean, just that that quickly. So republic's gone, and now we got some resistance. This is a moment where I feel like we could have used more clarity, mm-hmm. maybe more uh, of an uh, established. Uh, idea about what the new republic is well they also this new republic was apparently weak anyways if they allowed the first order to rise they were rising in secret in secret yes i guess um but i don't know that was just a moment that stuck out with me um anything else stick out to you this little i don't know if it was in this section or not but we had that really great moment where ray and finn are are running um they're getting shot at by the TIE fighters. They're running across the, yes, the yes, little yes. village in Jakku. Yes. And she said, uh, he says, hey, what about that ship over there? That ship's garbage. Yeah. And the one they were going to blows up, that quad jumper. She says, okay, the garbage will do. And we <laughs> hear the the little motif of the Millennium Falcon. And then we see it for the first time. That's such a great moment. I'll never Fan forget service. that Chills. feeling. Yeah. yeah, The feeling I had when I saw the Falcon and I heard that music, uh, I was like, okay, yeah. this... This does feel like that does Star feel Wars. like a Star Wars moment. Um, so uh, another part that um, stands out is is Supreme Leader Snoke, uh, voiced by the, the Andy an amazing, talented Andy Serkis, who has given us Gollum. Um, he is Clow in the Marvel Universe, right? And uh, directing Venom too. Mm-hmm. Excited for that. Big deal. Big deal. Um, when you first saw Snoke, what did you, like, did you think, did you immediately think Emperor 2.0? Emperor 2.0, yes. Yes, yeah, actually. Like, yeah, just kind of like, okay, new ugly Sith Lord yeah. guy who's a leader. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was just one thing I wanted to ask is what you thought of Snoke. Uh, yeah, I didn't think much, I, I've... Ex- this is a conversation for The Last Jedi, I think, but I really, like most people, expected to get a lot more out of Snoke. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to save that criticism because Until we, we, see Rise of we still have one movie left to go. And yeah, he's he's gone. He's been killed. But, you know, anything is possible. Flashbacks. Um, and there's flashbacks. Force and, ghosts. You know, stuff like that. Even just uh, one conversation yeah. in the movie like, oh, can yeah, clear was... up some things about oh, Snoke. Oh, you, did, you didn't know Snoke? Well, he grew up as John Smith from, <laughs> from Tatooine as well. Everybody, he too. Everybody's from Tatooine. Tatooine. Uh, moving on. We, oh, wait, was this one we had my favorite moment of the movie when they're fleeing the planet? Yeah, okay. So this is before Han shows up, and they're trying to put the ship back together and everything, and Finn's trying to convince BB-8 to help him oh, yeah, yeah, with, uh, I'm not part of the resistance. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. in the resistance. Like, take us to your base, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wants to get away from from the first, first order. order and Jakku and all that stuff. And when Finn gives BB-8 the thumbs up, best moment of the yes. movie. Yes. BB-8 shoots his little lighter arm out, puts the flame up, like gives him a, a thumbs, thumbs up. up. That was brilliant, dude. And there was a big time reaction to that when I saw it in theaters. Well, and and BB-8. The new R2, as people were calling him, mm-hmm. I think really quick, quickly kind of dashed that mentality of, oh, he's the new R2. 
Like no, he's BB-8. He's he's spunky like R2 yeah, for sure. But he's his own little. But he's like he's his, different. Yeah, he's got a different nuance, and and that's another thing that I, I will say that I love about the Star Wars universe is that they can give these droids, these robots, these AI, if you will, these whatever. I mean, this is before AI. These this is not as technologically inclined as AI, but give them a personality. That's I have that exact same even if note, it's not dude. not like three PO. Three PO speaks. They have, but they have emotions. But they you know? Ha- like you know when they get excited, the R2's droids, like. Woo! They get scared, you know, yeah. and they they feel pain. You sometimes. even can sometimes hear them go, "Uh oh!" Yeah, kind of. <laughs> See things like that's that. anytime something happens to R two. So and and sometimes because because they are almost like people. Yeah. Sometimes certain characters treat them that way, like Ray. She really treats BB-8 like he's a person. She talks about how we're gonna get we're gonna get you back here. She fixes his little antenna. She saves him from the the guy that's trying to Scavenger, put him in the net. Yeah. She says, you know, he he doesn't have any respect for anyone. You know, she yeah. considers BB-8 a someone, a person, and the way Poe treats him because it's his buddy, my buddy. And like when Ray gets the opportunity to get the sixty portions, she would be set for a long time. Yes. She wouldn't have to work, but she passed that up. Because of BB-8. Because of BB-8. Yeah. She didn't want to uh, screw him over. Yeah. All right, next. Back on the Millennium Falcon, Han determines that BB-8's map is incomplete. He then explains that Luke attempted to rebuild the Jedi Order, but exiled himself when an apprentice turned to the dark side, destroyed the temple, and slaughtered the other apprentice. Appre- apprentices. I'm having a hard time saying apprentice. Jeez. The crew travels to the planet... Takandana and meets with Cantina owner Maz Kanata, who offers assistance getting BB-8 to the Resistance. Ray is drawn by the Force to a secluded vault where she finds the lightsaber once belonging to Luke Skywalker and his father Anakin, aka Darth Vader, before that. She experiences disturbing visions and flees into the woods, confused and terrified. Maz gives Finn the lightsaber for safekeeping. Yeah, because Finn was trying to make his way out of there, and once he finds yeah. out Ray's in trouble, then he's he's ready to fight. So she yeah. gives him the lightsaber. Maz must be must be really desperate to get rid of this lightsaber if she's gonna give it to Finn. Because well, I feel like uh, there might be a curse on that lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really brought much good fortune to uh, everybody else. No, it hasn't. Um, she is uh, strong with the Force, but not a Jedi. Uh huh. And Kylo uh-huh. says that he. When he was interrogating her, uh, I don't know if we've got to that point yet or not, but he he was interrogating her and kind of backfired on him. And he was talking to Snoke, and he says, she's strong with the Force, untrained, yes. but stronger than untrained, she knows. but stronger than she knows. So, it's interesting that that lightsaber calls to her. Could this be a sign of her uh, lineage? Um, I don't know. Uh, if it is, then it leads to either being a Kenobi or a Skywalker. Yeah. She's got to uh, be however, somebody. Well, obviously she's got to be somebody. Um, th- there's another moment that I have noticed a lot. Um, it's I think it's right when Finn's about to run off, and you know he's trying to flee, and she goes after him, and Maz looks at Han, and she says, "Han, who's the girl?" And then it it ends there. And in my memory, I thought that it showed Han kind of giving her a look, like, "Boy, do I have a story for you." But I guess I misremembered that because that didn't happen. 
and just kind of ended the scene right there. So obviously she's somebody because why say that if there's not a story there? Why ask Han if he doesn't know? And I've already pointed out, I think, that he didn't offer her a spot on the Falcon until after he learned that her learned name her was Ray. Could be a coincidence. I don't know. I'm just trying to point I mean, out it the it could hints. be. If it, if, if it ends with her being the child of Skywalker, of Luke, then obviously that's why he would have said, well, I need, thought, oh, I need to keep her close to me. Right. So let's give her a job. And... Surely, if there is that moment, maybe we get to see it. Maybe it's just another thing that they drop the ball on, uh, flashing back to the story. Maybe there is a flashback of Maz saying, who's the girl? And Han turns to her and goes, it's Luke's daughter. That would be a cool way I mean, to do it. That'd be a cool way to do it. Is Maybe Maz pops up and it's like, I know who you are. So we have, we have clues here that, that she could be a Solo slash Skywalker or you a, know, Kenobi. a Kenobi or a... a daughter of Luke, whatever. So, uh, who knows? Yeah. Lots of mystery. There was a moment, um, you know, uh, when, when Han's on the Falcon with him in this little bit and he's telling him about like, oh, it's real. It's all real. Yeah. And, uh, he talks about Luke and he's like, the Jedi, they're all real. And then, you know, we, we talked about, he tells them the story of what happened. The story that's so unbelievable, even though it just recently happened and was yeah, a big part of the history that's, of the galaxy. That's another that's another qualm I have that I, I don't. I might have written it down. I might have thirty years. We're we're thirty years old, right? So thirty years ago, before we were born, would our parents say something like the legend of? Ozzy Osbourne, or <laughs> this mythological character, Elvis Presley. Right. I mean, no. 30 years does not make a myth or a legend. The Jedi were sort of a, a big, Absolutely. big deal. Everyone knew who the Jedi were in Attack of the Clones. They knew what the Clone Wars in were yeah. in the original trilogy. So what? Why is, why is this... Why are they not like, oh, yeah, we know who Luke was. Maybe, we knew who Yoda was. We knew who Mace So was. that bothers me, too. But maybe the Emperor tried really hard during the time of the Empire to squash that whole idea. Like, to kind of erase like the history. Of it the never Jedi. happened. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they did. Um, maybe there's this unwritten thing with, you know, like, through the Force, he was able to rewrite history a little bit. You know, I don't know. Maybe there was. Oh, but he's also like the political leader of the entire world, yeah. like the entire universe. So maybe he just Changed. said, you yeah. know, no, 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 no. Those, those are myths. Those yeah. are legends. This person didn't exist. <laughs> I don't know. The Jedi are fake news. Oh, that. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> so I had a couple of fun facts before we move to the next little bit, and I do want to talk about her big vision thing. But uh, yeah, first of all, Maz is over a thousand years old. So she has seen it all in that time. Did you know Lynn manuel Miranda did the cantina music? No. And Maz's cantina. He sure did. Yep. That's a step up from... Yeah, I don't know, but that's pretty classic. <laughs> so kind of like what I, was, what I was getting at is a scene I needed to see is... And again, we'll talk about... I'll probably hit on this again in the, when we talk about Last Jedi. Sure. And and I I will not stay mad about this until Skywalker comes out until Rise of Skywalker if it doesn't happen whether it's in flashback or what whatever 
But somewhere in a writer's room, somebody either didn't suggest or someone said no to the idea of these three being in a scene together. So, I would have liked a flashback during Han's story. Maybe like when he's saying Luke started an order. You know, Luke started training again. Visually show us, maybe after Ben changed show han leia and luke in the same scene show a visual flashback of that i would have loved to have seen that i don't think i would have needed a flashback but i sure would have liked to have seen all three of them together it just it adds there's that that's the fan service i think everyone was waiting for going into this was oh man 30 years later i can't wait to see all three of them together again and we didn't get to see it still haven't so far we could we'll see maybe um possibly uh but Let's talk about the vision she has. Okay, yeah. Let's talk, let's so we've start. talked about how it's calling to her. The lightsaber's calling her down there. She touches it. She has this crazy vision, seeing like the Knights of Ren, and she sees Luke touching R2 with his robot hand and all that stuff. Yes. Lots of voices. We hear Yoda. I think Qui-Gon's in there a little bit. Qui-Gon's in there, um, Yoda and Obi-Wan. They were able to take sound bites of Alec Guinness from the old movies and form him saying Ray. Did you know that? Ewan McGregor's in there too, but so is Alec Guinness saying Ray. That's weird. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Now I kind of want to go back and watch it again. What? No, watch the originals again and see if he may have ever said anything that could be spliced to use Ray. I think it was several different things yeah. that they took mm-hmm. to do it uh, to make it sound hey, just hey. right. Yeah. Weird. And I know uh I knew and you and McGregor's Obi Wan says you're taking your first steps yeah. to her. Uh which he said to Anakin, you know. Um hearing Yoda, hearing Qui Gon, it all really kinda comes together, brings it all in together, and that's great. But um so much confusion mm-hmm. in that vision. Why does she see Ren and his knights in this rain? Well, this is a discussion for next week, but this vision is a lot better than the one she has in the next movie where she sees all the multiples of herself and she snaps her fingers and it echoes. I hated that part. I hated that. So, Yeah, that, that's, that was rough. Should we go on to the next little bit of the story? Why not? All right, I'll take this one. This Starkiller base destroys a planetary system, which is home of the New Republic's capital, Senate, and a portion of their fleet. The First Order attacks Taikondana in search of the BB-8 unit. Han, Chewbacca, and Finn are saved by the Resistance X-Wing fighters led by Poe, who survived the crash on Jakku. Leia arrives at Taikondana with C-3PO and reunites with Han, who says they saw, she saw, he saw her son, Kylo Ren a.k.a. Ben Solo. Meanwhile, Kylo captures Rey and takes her to Starkiller base, but she resists his mind-reading attempts. Discovering she can use the Force, Rey escapes using a Jedi mind trick on a guard. Yeah, by the way, do you know that guard is Daniel Craig? James Bond? I'm sorry, what? Really? The stormtrooper that she does the mind trick on is like, you know, we'll remove these restraints. He's like, I'll tighten those restraints or whatever. Then it works and... Uh, and you'll drop your weapon, and they'll drop. Yeah, that's Daniel Craig. Wow, there's lots of cameos. You know, Kevin Smith does a voice of a stormtrooper in this movie too. I knew that. Yeah, and also 
<clears throat> there's several uh, Game of Thrones characters who are like First Order officers and stuff. Like uh, Jojen Reed, is that his name? The kid that is hanging out with Bran for a while. Yeah. Reed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a First Order officer. The chick that plays Ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp, she's one as well. Wow. Yeah, I don't know her name. I'm sorry, but yeah, lots huh. of little cameos here and there. Cool. Cool. Uh, so that reun- reuniting of Han and Leia, um, a lot is said in just that little small reunion. It obviously leads us to realize that wow, they 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 broke up or something. Um, yeah, she, Leia makes the comment that they lost they lost Ben when they sent him to train with Luke, and that's when she lost Han too. So they yeah. disagreed about. Letting him having train him train. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a little snark, you know. Uh, he's like, you changed your hair. She's like, mm, same jacket. And he goes, no, different, different jacket. jacket. <laughs> um, but that that kind of sparked a little bit of uh, nostalgia fan service in my yeah. heart. I was like, oh, man. I like that scene, Back too. together. And then, of course, you know, they're having their little moment and, 3PO just pops out of nowhere. He's like, it's Han Solo. You probably don't recognize me because of my red arm. Yeah, he's definitely... Uh, that just shows that he's been through some stuff over the past yeah. 30 years. Something oh, made 3PO. him lose his arm. Yeah. We don't know, but it's not something I absolutely am dying to uh, know. Yeah, I don't think it's important. I think it's just to show passing of time. Yeah, um, and I love this moment where uh, they're, uh, they're, they're fighting and... Uh, uh, Han borrows Chewbacca's uh, crossbow rifle thing yeah. and uses it to take out some troopers. He's like bowcaster. He's like, I like this. Yeah, just this, just it's just a funny little moment. Uh, we never knew in the in the uh, original trilogy that that gun was so strong. So I powerful. know because uh, Chewie's had it the entire time, but they never showed it. He blasts dudes and they go flying into walls <laughs> and chips of their armor flies off. Yeah, it's yes. a cool visual. Um, so. Like we talked about, we get to see that interrogation moment where Ray kind of fends off Kylo Ren's force interrogation. Um, it's a, a new way that we've seen the force being used. Uh, it's not just reading someone's mind. It's almost like it's draining. Yeah, we made the comparison earlier to like occlumency in Harry yes. Potter, like really invading the mind. And that's how Ray was able to see the connection with Darth Vader. She said, you're afraid that you'll never be as strong as Darth yeah. Vader. And that sent him over the edge. By the way, speaking of Darth Vader, I wonder how, wonder how Kylo Ren got Darth Vader's ashes and stuff. He would have had to go to Endor. Old family heirloom, I guess. I mean, they burned his body at Endor. Yeah, I mean, maybe they the battle. took them home. For, you know, maybe. I don't know. I mean... I don't know how... Funerals work in the Star Wars universe. Because he got the helmet. Yeah, but um, he had a big pile of ashes there too. I assume yeah. that was Vader too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He would have had. They would have either had to have kept it, or he found out about it and been like, "Oh, I need to go to Endor to the yeah. ash pile that's still there." That's probably years later. a question we'll never get the answer to. Probably, probably pretty insignificant. Yeah, but I'm a nerd, so. Well, I mean, yeah, it's everything significant to nerds. Yeah. Um. So we. Uh, you said Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper. Stormtrooper that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it takes her three times, I believe. Can't uh, remember. Two or three times. At least to, two. At least two to really master it. So she. Um, uh, shall we continue?
Yeah. All right. At the Resistance base on Dakar, BB-8 finds R2-D2, who has been inactive since Luke left. Depressed little droid. As Starkiller base prepares to be to fire once more, the Resistance devises a plan to destroy it by attacking the main facility. Using the Falcon, Han, Chewbacca, and Finn infiltrate the facility. They find Rey and plant explosives. Han comes across his son, Kylo Ren. Han calls to him by his true name, Ben. He pleads with him and implores him to abandon the dark side. Just as it seems he is considering it, Kylo says, There's something I must do, but I don't know if I can. Will you help me? After Han says anything, Kylo's lightsaber is ignited, impaling his own father. Han has one last look into his son's eyes before falling to his death. Outraged, Chewbacca shoots at Kylo and sets off the explosives. This allows Poe to destroy the base's thermal oscillator, which begins a fatal chain reaction for the planet's core. Oh, yeah. And you know it's about to be bad news when there's no music. When it's dead silence. It's very quiet. Everyone's watching. Yeah. Out on this long walkway. And they're just having a quiet talk. My poor wife was just hysterical when this moment happened. How she's is hysterical. Becky's not the biggest nerd in the world, but she gets, like, character deaths really hit her hard. Like, yeah. she can't watch Mufasa. She can't yeah. watch, like, I was watching Serious. it earlier, and it was just on the part where Han dies, and she walked by. She goes, ooh, no, why? <laughs> and when we saw it a second time in theater, she had to leave the theater during that scene. She couldn't handle it. It was, so, it was pretty rough for me. I, I pretty much stayed teary-eyed the rest well, of just leaning on just that death before we knew before the movie came out and we just saw the visuals of kylo ren i was like oh kylo ren is gonna be awesome i love his lightsaber i love his whole you know get up and everything and then after he killed han i was like no i'm done with this guy you're dead to me kylo ren uh well and there was a there's a theory going around that he'll have his 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 retribution and you know his his arc in Skywalker where he, he fixes everything and he goes back to the light. I'm sorry. No, I don't want him to. It sort of makes Han's death mean nothing if that happens. He, needs, like. he has to pay. He has to stay the bad guy. He has to die. Yeah, I sort of felt like in The Last Jedi, he would be full-on evil, like... Emperor, the Vader. baddest Maul. of them all. Because he killed Han, and that was the one thing that he needed to do to fully commit himself to the yeah. to the dark. And as he uh, thought, and uh, uh, Snoke had said to General Hux when he was fleeing Starkiller Base, like, "Bring Kylo Ren to me. It's time to complete his training." I'm like, "All right, he's killed Han. He's gonna go finish his training. He's gonna be the ultimate dark heel." Yeah, and uh, he's not not quite so much yet. No. He's still, but, uh, a, he's still a pouty little baby. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, we'll that, that. but at the same time, though, he's full of rage. That's what the dark side is. It's yeah. just uncontrollable anger and rage and destruction, and that's what Kylo is. Mm-hmm. And I know people look at him like, oh, you know, that's silly that he throws tantrums and stuff. I get it, and, you know, I'm kind of iffy about that, too. But at the same time, I think you can justify it. Okay. That's just me. Um, it's, it's definitely a moment that I think... He had to have to make him this great bad guy, but I don't know. Um, I felt like he was being genuine when he said he was being torn apart. 
Oh, I do. I think that Ben Solo was in there, and yeah. and he was trying to fight that, and and he didn't yeah. know what to do. And I think yeah. that that moment, in theory, was meant to. And there is, of course, a theory that. out there, still lingering, that he's a double agent, Ugh. and that Han knew, and Han pushed the lightsaber button on. There's still that theory that some people hold on to, like. When he's like, okay, he has to kill me. I have to die. And it's Han that turns the lightsaber Maybe. on. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Could be. I, I, I mean. What is there left for him to do? They've destroyed the Republic. They've killed Snoke. What What else? Yeah. You know? So I don't know about that. But yeah. maybe. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Um, so, you know, yet and again. I do, I do believe, by the way. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I do believe that Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. I do believe that he could be uh, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford's son. Right? I thought it was believable. They cast it very well. I think that's why he never took his helmet off until after you knew who he was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we get this, you know, Post flying in and he destroys the oscillator because it can always be blown up. You know? There's always a way to do There's that. always a way to blow it up. Um, so... That's that's another thing is is that is that a good thing or a bad thing that even that aspect of it is is the algorithm of a new hope like should the star killer base have been destroyed ultimately do you not feel like oh well okay they did it just like they did in you know they defeated the death star just <sighs> and return of the jedi and return of the jedi like it just seems repetitive uh, a bit, but how else are you going to win? But the, yeah, but this space was what's much bigger. It was a whole planet instead of you know the Death Star. Um, um, yeah, it is repetitive, I guess. But what what other option is there? You know? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so you want to take the next? I, I, you know, and and again, I have to say, I don't care if it was Harrison Ford's idea. Um, I, the death of Han still chaps my behind it just upsets um, me because um, we know that we know from hearing you know some behind the scenes stuff and knowing how Harrison kind of feels about the character Ron Solo he wanted to die in Return of the Jedi in Return of the Jedi in the original trilogy so I'm sure it was him going yeah sure I'll come back if you kill Han yeah uh, but it just it just sucked it well sucks. he hasn't killed Indiana Jones yet not yet 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 um, it was still a really Obviously, a memorable moment, but I thought visually it was so well done too. Because the I, right at the moment when he when he stabs him, that was when the sun went out. Yeah, the sun literally sets on Han Solo. You mm-hmm. know, and I thought that was just that was and Chewie gets pissed off. And oh him. man, poor Chewie! Oh gosh, shoots Ben in the, but, yeah, the stomach. Yeah, he went ham his, on that. Yeah, he went crazy. He's mad. Uh, so shall we continue? Yeah. Why don't you take it? Because I'm struggling over here. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, the injured Kylo Ren pursues Finn and Rey into the woods. Finn fights Kylo to protect Rey, but is beaten and knocked unconscious. Rey then gets the lightsaber, channels the Force, and defeats Kylo Ren in a duel. They are separated by a fissure as the planet is being torn apart. Snoke orders Hux to evacuate and bring Kylo Ren to him. Chewbacca rescues Rey and unconscious Finn. And they escape aboard the Falcon. As the Resistance forces flee, Starkiller Base implodes, forming a star. 
On Dakar, Leia, Rey, and Chewbacca mourn the death of Han Solo. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you one of my qualms, another qualm right now. Alright. Finn should not have stood for even a split second against a Sith with his training, with a lightsaber. Um, that I really look at it as if I were to pick up a lightsaber and go against Kylo Ren. I, have I no don't ch- look at it that way because the First Order... And I, I understand, and you're probably right, but here's how I try to make sense of it, okay? We know that the First Order trains their stormtroopers a lot differently than the Empire did because on that big battle on Ma- T- Taco... Blah, 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 yeah. Uh, where Maz's place was, we saw the dude with the melee thing, yeah. and he was like ready to go. Yeah. You know, he was not a typical stormtrooper. Yeah. So I think that these troopers are very well trained. Well, and Phasma herself has this long spear, right? That she fights hand to hand. So I think that Finn is trained, um, and I think also he didn't do that well. I mean, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like he stood for 10, 15 minutes. He didn't do well. I think, but his, he parried some. And he cut him. He did. He cut. But Kylo also got him in the shoulder with the little yeah. cross guard, and he hit him in the back. I mean, Finn didn't do that well. Uh-uh. He stood his ground for a little bit, but I think he was trained. Kylo was already hurt. He had been shot. You know, why else? They kept hitting it. Yeah. Why Why else would he be injured? Like, what was the point of the shot to the, to to the gut? Maybe to weaken You know, because if he was full strength, there's no way. Yeah. So I, that's how I just... And that it. brings me to another point. Do you like... Okay, thinking back to all of the lightsabers we have um, seen throughout the history of Star Wars. Right. Uh, whether they be the same or different. Do you like the Claymore aspect of... It's almost like this massive knight sword as opposed to the simple, you know, stealth-like, quick... Jedi swords. I do like it. You like it? Yeah. Like this big, powerful, yeah. it feels like a... Uh, like a broadsword. Yeah, like a broadsword. Yeah, I think nothing beats the uh, original single blade. Because I also really love Dooku's hilt. You know, it's the curved little, hilt. The curved hilt. Yeah. It's kind of like a fencing type. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you got to try to keep it fresh and yeah. new. you gotta, yeah. you got to reinvent things a little bit. Plus, it kind of goes really well with his anger. Yeah. Just swinging it. Yeah. He's not really fanatical with it. It's just swinging it yeah. out of every, Like you said, he's rage. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, okay. I, I will take that defense with with my qualm. Thank you. You're welcome. Back at the base, R2-D2 wakes up and reveals the rest of the map to Luke Skywalker. Ray and Chewbacca leave on the Millennium Falcon to search for him. They find themselves on the planet Achtu. They land on a small. Bless you. <laughs> they land on a small island. Ray hikes to the summit, finding a hooded figure. The figure turns to reveal an aged, very aged, Luke Skywalker. Ray extends her hand with his lightsaber in it. He stares at her. We zoom out. Credits roll. That moment was almost ruined for me by how long and awkward that scene was. 
when I mentioned earlier that I was watching it before and Becky was kind of seeing a little bit of it, I said, look at how awkward this, this moment is. She goes, no, it's not. No, it's not. I said, just watch. So Ray holds up the, the, the lightsaber for a second and they show their faces sort of reacting. And then there's this wide shot kind of spinning around them and she's still just holding it. This is like 30 seconds of them just looking at each other and her holding the lightsaber. It's like, are we going to talk? Who's going to, who's going to talk first? You talk first. What I'll do we do? First. Exactly. I mean. So that, that, that was kind of a, a weak moment for me and what yeah. should have been a really cool moment. Well, and it's not just it's not just weak. I think it is total bull crap that Luke is in 45 seconds of this movie. Oh, I don't. I think it is. I think maybe I think you could even if the end goal is to get Ray to him. And I like I understand the aspect, but but at the same time He's Luke Skywalker. It's Mark Hamill. It's this trilogy isn't about Luke Skywalker. I know, I know, but I think that they, that maybe making well, okay. For instance, I don't know, a lot of my problems come with next week, so it's kind of yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to jump too far to next <laughs> week, but forty-five seconds then leading into the problems I had with Jedi. I would have rather just had him through most of the movie. No, not me. So maybe I, I, to... I love the suspense and the 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 waiting part. You yeah. know, we've talked before about about shows like how much fun we're having waiting on the Mandalorian to come out yeah. every week. You know, yeah. what's gonna happen now? That is the whole point. What's gonna happen now that they're united? she's got the lightsaber to show him, hey, I'm here to train, I'm serious about this, I'm Mm -hmm. a big deal because I've got your lightsaber. You know, I think that was a perfect ending. That's just me. Um, But it was very awkward. It was, was yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, just, I guess the ending also felt kind of not rushed. Uh, R2 just happens to wake up at the last moment. Like, I, I get this whole, like, he was sad and shut down after Master Luke left. But it just seemed very convenient that, oh, we did it, we won, we beat the... R2's like, huh? Wait, what? Oh, you have your part? Well, let me finish this map for you. Um, it felt very convenient, very rushed, maybe. Well, lots of things in Star Wars are very convenient. Yes, they are. You know, lots of things in film is very convenient. Yeah, in general. So, so maybe I just, get it, but at the same time, that's how movies work. So yes, yes. You're looking at my my qualms here. I feel like I've said quite a few throughout. Um, I would like subtitles to translate droids because I did not know that everyone in the galaxy understands droids. Like, why it's just hitting me in episode 7, I don't know. Okay. So, you, when this, people this, say not, LOL, you know what that means. Yeah, but do they, do, do they take droid as kids or something? I don't know. I think or some people be, are, like some people understand Wookiee, you know. Yeah. Ray understood Wookiee. Yeah. Um, Ray being strong in the Force. Now, I get this whole... If it is a lineage, then she could be the chosen one, chosen one, the entire time. If she's a Skywalker, yeah. I thought it was Anakin. Apparently, it's not Anakin. 
They thought it was Luke. Well, now apparently it's not Luke. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. So, if it's Rey, two things. One, the Jedi got it wrong twice. <laughs> uh, so, third time's a charm. And even Qui-Gon says that it took it takes years to, to master parts of the Force that Rey used in the first movie. Not for a Skywalker. Maybe not for a Skywalker. Anakin's... If, okay, yes. Phantom Menace, they said Anakin is too old to start training. He was nine years old. Most children begin training when they're, you know, infants practically, right? Yeah. He picked up on it right away and became one of the greatest Jedi that they had in the Order. Yeah. Luke Skywalker started at the age of 19 yeah. and had Ben Kenobi training him for a total of like a few Two hours days. or something. <laughs> And then train with Yoda and all that stuff, and he became... How long did he train with Yoda? Did they ever say? I mean, They don't you know, say, but I think we're led to believe that it's several weeks. Several weeks, you okay. know, Weeks? I think so. I thought it was more like, maybe like a year or so. I don't think it's that long. Between two and three. Just long enough that Han and Leia and all them are hanging out after Hoth, you know, trying to figure out where they're going to go before they go to Cloud City. Oh, I can guess. I, it never says, but yeah. I feel like... It's probably just a few weeks. Okay. Okay. Um, another qualm I had. I've got a few. You have several here. <laughs> um, the te- We already talked about the to- tantrums. Yeah. I-, I do see them as tantrums. I know he's full of ra- rage, but... Uncontrolled rage. It's he's, a tantrum. It's like a child. It comes off sort of like weak sauce, though. Yeah. I get it. Like, Vader didn't throw tantrums. He choked you. He just... Mm. Well, he in episode three after the no, he like crushed all those robots and That's things true. like that. Good point. Good point. Uh, moving on, Maz has Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, and we're supposed. She even says, "Oh, it's a long story. It's a story for another time." We still haven't gotten that story. It is time now. <laughs> Tell us, because <laughs> uh, the last time we saw it, it was Cloud City. It was falling down into the abyss. And I find it very hard to believe that it survived that fall. There's probably a, a, a ground down there somewhere. somewhere. In the water, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Or it might have just fell near Moss. Maybe she huh. was flying around in one of those little cloud cars and just reached her hand out and caught it like Obi-Wan in episode two. In the, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll learn that. Because, Gosh, I hope yeah, that, 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 that's a question one, that needs answered. That's one of those things that I've said multiple times. Like, there's questions I have that I want answers to if yeah. I don't get the answers, I'm going to sort of give this trilogy the thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, that's one of them right there. Okay. Um, is there is there a relationship on the horizon for Finn and Ray, Or maybe Finn and Rose? Or heck, maybe Finn and Poe? I don't know. Um, but, like, there are some... Like, I've heard Telltale that Finn and Poe might be there. I've heard that, too. I don't think so. I don't though. think they'll go no, that route. But Ray and Finn... Uh, I don't know. Not necessarily. Do you think I, we need a relationship? No, in this I agree. I don't think so. I really hope they keep love out of it. Yeah. No offense to love. I mean, it worked with Han and Leia in the original. Apparently, it didn't stay that way. Um. No. Yes, it did. They oh, still loved they each still other. Love each other, but they didn't stay together. But Han Solo's Han Solo. He's a free spirit. Okay. Not even a princess can lock him down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fan service delivered in this film. Was amazing, but was it overshadowed by my feelings with what comes after? Again, we'll get there. Tyler, goodness, I'm—you can tell I'm dying to get to the last Jedi. Thank you. <laughs> so, 
We've talked about that one. I do have somewhat of an issue. You know, you said he was a free spirit, but I have somewhat of an issue with Han just leaving his love to go back to smuggling. Like, I know he says I went back to what I thought I could do best. Um, but just kind of getting back into that rut. And Chewie being the, the lap dog that goes with him, I just, I feel like it, they might have written it that way just to start a show, to start a new trilogy. Instead of... Him. I just, I'm sorry, Han Solo is not husband material. Maybe not. I guess he's baby daddy material, but I don't think he's husband material. <laughs> not, not like, even Han and Leia, I, I love them together, but nah. Yeah. I'm good with it. Um, I would have liked to have maybe gotten a story or maybe a split scene of how Poe got off Jakku instead of just being written off of Jakku and showing up in an X-Wing. The oh, next time we see think him. about that. Did, like, was, really? He just said, oh, you know, I woke up at night and nobody was around. He didn't say like, oh, I called the resistance or I had to hitchhack a ride. He's just, we don't see him in the wreckage. The ship sinks. And the next time we see him, he's in an X-ring uh, I would have liked yeah. maybe some explanation okay. there. Maybe that's answered in one of those books or something. Possibly. Or comics. They did a whole yeah, uh, lot I mean, of comics done, on yeah. Poe. Maybe Which that's in there. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel's True. writing those. Um, Phasma kind of got the shaft. She did. Twice. Which yeah. we haven't gotten we'll The Last Jedi that. yet. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> We're going to say I, it again. She I got agree. the shaft. We talked about the fan new service that they threw in the trash compactor, though. That is funny. Fan service They're to Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, that is fan service. Yeah. Um, from the beginning of the open crawl, one question I had was, I think you answered this. How they let the first order come to power? Like I, they rose in secret. Secrecy. Yeah, it was secrecy. all secret. Um, gathering imperial uh, sympathizers and. Uh, Basically, it's like neo-Nazis, you know, like people who are sympathetic to the Nazi movement and who are still wearing swastikas and junk like that. A bunch of them got together or, and said, hey, we're going to do what the Empire did, but do it better. And my final one is, they killed Han Solo! <laughs> my final qualm. Bullcrap. Uh, actually, um, again. You're too unforgiving, man. I am you got to have a little bit of loss to gain story. I know, and that's what, you know, it's... Did you feel something when that loss happened? Oh, bald my dad gun. Then that's the whole point. And I've done it now. If it makes you feel... What would Kevin Smith say? If it makes me feel something, then it's worth it. Absolutely. You don't have to like it, but if you felt... Now nine times I've cried. (laughs) It's amazing that you you dislike the movie so much, but you've watched it more than I have. It's not that I disliked this one. I just, the more I... But I really got to stop watching things multiple times. Because the more I watch something, issues, issues I find. Well, we'll see next week if I find issues oh, with no, the Last so. Jedi I because really so. I've I've defended it. I I have fought for it. You've defended it a lot, like you've defended the last season of Game of Thrones to people. No, 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 not not nearly as much. Game of Thrones, I have admitted, was underwhelming. It was not what people wanted, but I can justify and make sense out of it all. I left The Last Jedi feeling totally happy about it. Okay. But I've only watched it, like, twice. So okay. Both in theaters? 
Okay, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I lied. Three times. I forgot about seeing it in theaters the second time. So I've watched it three times. I don't remember much about it. I'm, I'm going to watch with a critical eye. I'm going to be fair. I'm not as biased as you make me out to be. Oh. And uh, we'll oh, see. And I'm, we're going to have a we're going to have a guest who I think we are is going to look look at things sort of my way. Uh, our friend Peyton, our dear friend Peyton. If you've listened to our uh, very popular episode, a nerdy heart of gold, mm-hmm. our friend Peyton is probably the biggest Star Wars fan that we know, even more so than myself. Um, he could put people like Kevin Smith to shame. He could. I undoubtedly. You. Um, if you don't know Peyton's story, uh, Peyton has had two heart transplants and he is the most optimistic, happy, just wonderful person that you could ever hope to meet. You'd never know yeah. he's had the life he's had. Yeah. You'd never know. Go back and, and, and hear his story. It's it's really amazing. Uh, we sit, we sat down with his mom uh, on that episode, and she told the story and all the serious stuff because yeah. he doesn't really want to talk about that stuff. Understandably so. No, he he wants to talk about the nerds. He stuff. wanted to talk nerds. So that's what we did. It was, it was a great time, and we're going to join him again. And talk play about the games, Jedi, and we're gonna we're play gonna, a game. We're gonna test his yeah, knowledge. He doesn't know about this yet. No, he doesn't. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in next week. Absolutely. And guys, I'm I'm so sorry that we're late this week. We've had technical issues. It's been a nightmare to get things together this week. I have a cold or something, and I'm sorry. I sound so disgusting and sniffly and everything. I'm sorry. I can't help it. His nerdlogies are acting up. Yeah. Oh, good lord. That was bad. That. He's got nerdy. Where's where's got, my? He's where, got nerdusitis. Where, where's my sad trombone? Hang on. You want me to say? You want me to cue you up? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. His nerdlogies are acting up. <laughs> Love you, buddy. I know, but but yeah, I mean, you know, we've had technical difficulties. We've had sickness. We've had life happen, but. As we say in theater, the show must go on. And now it is it's time on. <laughs> for, the, for the curtain to close. <laughs> yeah, on finally, <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> Hell Week and 30 and Nerdy. <laughs> so. uh, this has definitely been a podcast from the dark side of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we look forward to talking next week with you all. If you have any thoughts uh, or questions about not just this episode, but you know where we're going. We're going into The Last Jedi. Yeah. Please send them in. Yeah, please send questions, especially since we're going to be with Peyton, because it'll be interesting to hear his take yes. on things. So yes. send us some good questions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll let Peyton do the answering. Yeah. Uh, so, again, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, we will uh, be coming your way uh, in a couple of days with our next Mandalorian Monday. Yeah. Very excited. It'll be episode six. Yeah. Um, and then after episode six, we take a take a little. Then we'll get it again on Wednesday, correct? Because the next week is Rise of Skywalker. That's right. right. So the uh, seventh episode of Mandalorian will come out on Wednesday. Yes, yes. We are very excited. Um, for just five dollars a month uh, to our Patreon, you get to join us for Mandalorian Mondays and any other behind the scenes stuff that happens to be going on here at the show, which there is a lot going on these days. Check out our store, uh, companycasuals.com slash 30 and nerdy swag. And that is our just for this month 
uh, leading into the 18th of January, we're doing it's our discounted link that will get you our discount store. So please take a look at that for all your 30 and nerdy merch. JD, anything else? Not, not much to say. All right, man. But well, everybody, finally... go watch The Last Jedi this week yes. and, and join in the discussion. Yes, and you can join in the discussion anytime while you're listening using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. Uh, 3-0 and Nerdy Pod, and we love to retweet and favorite, and uh, we will chime back in with you. So uh, join us and uh, join the uh, the dark side with us. You're completely something, something, dark side, something, something, complete. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother, you, be, you get better. I'll try. All right. Take your easy, kids. Later, nerds. I got a bad feeling about this. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Tyler McDaniel and Josh Davis. Brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company, Akiva Express, Creative Theater, and Advertising Expressions. Find us, follow us, and like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit our website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. Got something to tell us? Drop us an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time... Cheers to you, nerds.